Have you ever thought or said, I'm not good enough, I don't have time, I'm not smart enough, I don't have money, I'm not talented enough, I'm not pretty enough, nor am I skinny enough. Do these sound familiar? I like to think of these limiting beliefs like invisible chains that hold us back from reaching our true greatness. They are the stories we tell ourselves that dictate what we can or cannot achieve. But you have the potential, the power to shatter these chains and break free into a world of endless possibilities. Welcome to Life Changing Evolution, the podcast where we explore mindset, nutrition, fitness, personal growth, and building a fulfilling lifestyle. I'm Monique Howe, your host, a successful coach who has transformed the lives of hundreds of everyday people just like you, empowering them to reach their full potential by evolving mentally, physically, and emotionally. I'm passionate about helping people succeed and want to empower others to transform their mindset, perspectives, and achieve balance in their life. If you're ready to elevate your mindset and health, you're in the right place. Consider this podcast your go-to resource for navigating life's ups and downs. Every episode will provide you with valuable education, resources, and actionable steps to unlock your full potential. Because when our cup is full, we live, do, and give better. And ultimately, we live a more fulfilling life. And that's what this life is for. I invite you to be a part of the life-changing evolution by subscribing to this podcast, ensuring you never miss an episode. Let's dive in. Welcome back and happy Monday. Last week, we discussed the topic of a growth mindset and how this mindset is the make or break to reaching your fullest potential. However, there are many factors which surround a growth mindset, which can either support your development or hinder it. Over the next few episodes, we are going to delve into topics which support the development of a growth mindset to help you in evolving further. So let's get started in another empowering episode of the Life-Changing Evolution podcast with the topic of overcoming limiting beliefs. Firstly, we will start with understanding limiting beliefs. I like to think of limiting beliefs as invisible chains that hold us back from reaching our true greatness. They are the stories we tell ourselves, often based on past experiences, that dictate what we can or cannot achieve. But here's the exciting part. You have the power to shatter these chains and break free into a world of endless possibilities. Have you ever thought or said, I'm not good enough? I don't have time. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. I'm not talented enough. Do these sound familiar? What about I'm not pretty enough? I'm not skinny enough. Are these familiar too? These types of beliefs come from a place of fear and we will touch on fear next week. But I do want you to know that this fear is something everyone has. In fact, it's statements like these that had me stuck so many times in life. I lost opportunities because I let those chains remain tied around me, holding me back from doing something I was quite capable of doing, if not more capable. 
I remember back to when I was wanting to become a coach. And I have touched on this before, but this is the pure example of a limiting belief. I had this urge, something so bad inside of me, a dream. I wanted to help people. I wanted to change people's lives, but I told myself I could never compete with the coaches already out there. I didn't know enough. I wasn't smart enough to run my own business, nor could I financially make the commitment to making a living from helping people. And after all, why would people come to me? I'm a nobody. I don't have followers or the perfect body. So what's the point? Again, these comments surfaced yet again, which is why this podcast took forever to come about, because why would anyone listen to me? I can barely talk on socials, so how can I talk on a podcast? And how on earth would it be successful? So even those of us who are self-aware and have created space for a powerful growth mindset still will and can get these limiting beliefs. And truth be told, they won't ever go away because it's a part of life. But what you can do is change your perspective, which is why I'm here today, talking to you on the podcast, coaching you to be the best version of yourself. Two things I said I would never be capable of achieving. So just think about that for a second. I wasn't lucky. I didn't have some special opportunity. I was a girl with limiting beliefs who took a leap, took a chance and made it work because my options were either I make it work or I let myself forever dream. So I chose to work and you can too. There is no difference between me and you. No difference between you and the woman or man you aspire to be. In fact, you're probably better because no one can be you or as unique as you. So you would probably bring something completely different. But this point that I'm trying to bring to you is that you too can achieve anything. You just have to break free from those chains. And that brings me to the depths of today's episode. Now let's embark on a profound exploration of limiting beliefs, unveiling their origins, understanding their impact and equipping you with the tools to conquer them and create a life that knows no limits. Imagine your mind as a fertile garden with thoughts as seeds and beliefs as the blossoms that grow. Limiting beliefs are like the invasive weeds that sprout from seeds planted long ago. These seeds often come from well-meaning caregivers, social influences, and fleeting childhood experiences. These beliefs may have been born from a single instant where you felt rejected, a time when someone's words stung more than they should, or a social expectation that seeped into your subconscious. Regardless of their origin, these beliefs have become intertwined with your identity and they now shape your thoughts and actions. For me, my limiting belief of not being good enough from my childhood experiences led to the acceptance of abusive, controlling relationships, circumstances of not taking opportunities for my career, my studies or my dreams. My limiting beliefs about being judged prevented me from a lot. In fact, I share a very raw moment that I didn't even realize happened only just a few weeks ago. And this is proof no matter who you are or how strong you become mentally, these thoughts can still creep in because this is an ever ongoing journey. But anyway, setting the scene of a family event with people around I don't know overly well. 
but I get asked to get up and kick ball. But I didn't. This day I was very emotional already and it had followed after a few things which had already had me in a very challenged mindset. So I guess I was already vulnerable and I did need to be kind to myself. But the fact was I didn't get up because I was so worried about being judged. The thought of kicking a football, which isn't really my best talent, and having all of these people watch me made me feel like they would be judging me, laughing at me, you can kind of see the reflection in my experience, in my head from my past experiences. It was in this moment my limiting belief took over and stopped me in creating a very valuable memory with people I love. And this actually had them follow up with me later on because yes, I do normally get very involved because I change these beliefs and I also never not do something when it comes to doing and creating memories with the people I love. But this day was very much so evidence of my limiting beliefs taking over and that split moment passed and I had lost an opportunity. Now it's also funny because when I reflected on this that night, I realized even someone else had made a comment about the situation and stated as I didn't get up, Mon, I thought you'd be the first up there. And they were right. I normally would be. And again, proof, I was actually creating the judgment and questions from not doing it because they didn't care if I was an athlete player or some gimby who couldn't walk. The fact was on the memory and the laughs that we were able to create in that moment. So there you have it. Years of work, consistency, and yet still it's possible to have these experiences. But I'm not perfect, and no one is. We all have these circumstances, and I'm sure this won't be the last encounter I have with these limiting beliefs. But there's a few statements I don't allow in my vocabulary or when I hear them, and you can even ask my team of this, because I very quickly pull them up and rephrase. And I want to share these with you before we get further into today's episode, as I think from this, you will be able to at least identify five that you have or do say quite regularly. And I will also provide a contradicting perspective with these. So feel free to jot the ones down that you relate with and the support statement to help you with what exercises are to come, which are focused on using the tools to overcome these statements. First off, I can't. Do you regularly tell yourself you can't do something? This is one of the limiting belief examples that holds you back because you don't realize you have a choice. If there is something you don't yet have the ability to do, you have the choice to learn. If it's something you don't want to do for someone, maybe because it's an inconvenient time, it's something you are unable to do at that particular time because you can do anything if you believe. Number two, I don't have time. Sure, you may not have time. We all lead busy lives. We rush from one thing to the next. If you believe you don't have time for something or someone, you won't ever have time or, should I say, make time to go after what you want. And believing you don't have time keeps you stuck in one place. Time is real but how you perceive the time that you have is a social construct. When you accurately keep track of how you spend your time, you'll soon realize how much time is wasted on activities that 
don't really add value or meaning to your life. So by eliminating what doesn't make your soul happy will help you in revealing how much time you do have to get everything that matters to you so that you can go for what you want, like that healthier self, calmer lifestyle, more family time, that promotion at work. Number three, I can't because. When you add a reason to the I can't, you give your limiting belief even more power. This is especially true when the reason starts with I am. Words like I am are directly related to who you are. For example, I used to tell myself, I can't work in events because I'm not extroverted, but I promised to help a friend out who was an events organizer when I was at SeaWorld Resort, and boom, I became an assistant events manager and realized I didn't need to be extroverted to do the job successfully. After all, most of us are ambience, which means that we are more introverted in some situations and more extroverted in others. If it wasn't for a promise to a friend, I'd never have known how false my limiting belief was and how much it was holding me back. And then by implementing the statement, I am, you define who you are and what you are capable of through that statement. So it is very important to be mindful of the words that you inflict on yourself. Number four, I need to change before I can. You won't be successful if you believe you need to change or fix something as a condition for progress or that you aren't ready for something. Instead, go after what it is you want and in the process, work on what you would like to change. You shouldn't put your life, relationship or career on hold until you lose weight, until you learn 200 skills. Nor should you be putting caring for yourself on hold until you fix the car have family leave from visiting, or when work becomes quieter. When you realize that it's these limiting beliefs that are holding you back from achieving your goals and going after your dreams, you'll watch your life evolve forever. Number five, I'm not good enough. At some point in your life, you were criticized or compared to someone who was better at something than you. So you believe you are not good enough. This limiting belief can be restricted to one or two things in your life where you believe you aren't skilled or talented enough, or it can be an all-encompassing where in general and in almost all aspects of your life, you don't feel good enough. Believing you aren't good enough manifests as perfectionism, anxiety, and procrastination. But by becoming more self-aware, you learn you are good enough until you believe it. Number six. I can do it myself. Sound familiar? Hey guys, I'm Mon. The second part of this belief is usually I don't need help. Do you see asking for help as a weakness or that you aren't good enough or worthy if you can't do something by yourself? Or do you feel too guilty or ashamed to ask? Honestly, we all need help. And while we are vigilant in wanting to work hard and trying your very hardest to achieve your goals, Asking for help when you need it is a good thing. Do you look down on others when they ask for help? No. So you should learn to feel comfortable asking and accepting help. Number seven, everyone knows their purpose in life. Yeah, right, as I choke on my coffee, and if only. The majority of people do not have their lives figured out, 
nor do they know what their purpose in life is. But I get why you may think that people have it figured out and you don't. Well, when you scroll through social media and you see people who are smiling and carefree and just living their best life, it's so easy to compare your very non-perfect life to their seemingly perfect lives. But those posts are created to project perfection. And that's all that it is, a projection, not truth. So focus on you, be authentic and look inward as you let go of comparing and thinking everyone has it figured out. Because guess what? Nobody does. Number eight, I don't know. It could be I don't know what I need or I don't know what I want. We always seem a lot surer when we talk about what we don't want in our life. But when it comes to expressing what we do want, we fumble over our words. When you complain about what isn't working in your life, it gives you an excuse not to take action or responsibility and be a victim. And you probably don't know what you want deep, deep down inside. Now it's time to take risk, move forward and start believing that it is possible, but most importantly, that it is okay to find out and discover what you do want. Number nine, I'm like everyone else. No, stop there. You are not a cookie cutter. With this limiting belief, you believe you can't offer anything different in comparison to others in your family in your profession with the same title or job description as you, or in your social group. But the truth is that every person is unique, and that includes you. You are unique, and you have something unique to offer the people in your life, just because you are who you are. The knowledge and experiences you have in your life are exclusively yours, and with that experience and knowledge, you see the world differently. Number 10, I will be judged. It's horrible when you've been judged and you probably believe that every time you do something, others will judge you. The more you focus on and think that others will judge you, the more this belief becomes true. I've learned the hard way that I can't control how people see me or feel about me. I can try to change their minds, but if they don't want to see me in a positive light, there is nothing I can do to change that. And you know what? That's okay. It doesn't matter what others think of me. What matters is how I think of myself. And at the end of the day, I need to be my own best friend. And it's far more important to learn to not judge myself than to be scared of others judging me. Number 11, I failed. When you tried something and so-called failed, you stand back up and you try again. Probably not, right? You feel disempowered and like you are a failure because you couldn't succeed. Just because the end result was different from what you expected and wanted doesn't mean you failed. Reframe your thinking. Instead of thinking you failed and won't try again, think about what that opportunity taught you and from what you learned, you should implement the lesson and try again. Number 12, I'm stupid. If you call yourself stupid or an idiot when you've made a mistake, You won't ever take the chance to do something where you may make more mistakes again. This holds you back in life and you'll only ever stay in your comfort zone where you aren't stupid but making mistakes, which is a part of life and how we learn. Every mistake made takes you closer to the result and success that you're looking for. So don't say I'm stupid, even in jest. Remind yourself of what you have 
it's something to learn and that you are one step closer to your goal because you know what not to do. Number 13, I don't have money. When you believe you don't have money to do something, you see money as an obstacle. Instead, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to see where you can cut back and save, to be creative or try to do something new. You don't have anything else to lose, so don't let this limiting belief hold you back. Go for it and make it work. Number 14, it's not possible for me. With this limiting belief, you believe that things are possible for others, but not for you. But why not for you? Other people smarter than you, luckier than you, what do you really lack? You have whatever you need. So overcome this limiting belief by thinking it's possible for me, just as it's possible for them. When you aren't held back by limiting beliefs, you'll see opportunities instead of obstacles and things will become possible for you too. Number 15, it's too late. Too late for what? You aren't too late for anything. There is one of the world's oldest college graduates at the age of 96 years and 200 days. What about the oldest person to summit Mount Everest at 80? Or what about Oscar, the oldest person at 72 years old and 281 days to compete in the Olympics? Makes you think, right? Is it really too late to chase your dreams, to learn healthy habits or achieve a milestone? The answer, it isn't. You need passion and drive and you need to believe in yourself. And then you can achieve anything that you set your heart and your mind to. Number 16, I'm terrible at everything. As with the previous limiting belief examples, this one also forces you to let rewarding opportunities pass you by. I get it. You've tried several times to achieve that goal. So far, you haven't been successful at manifesting the results you expect. It's easy to say, I suck at this. I suck at everything and then give up in frustration. But I challenge you to record yourself saying, I am terrible at everything and play it back to yourself. Ask yourself, is it true? If you still think so, it's time to challenge that negative belief that prevents you from making an effort. The truth of the matter is, no one is terrible at everything. And our exercise with putting pen to paper will help with this one. Number 17, I have to be perfect. Are you someone who aims to do everything to perfectionism or won't do it at all? The thinking pattern is rooted in perfectionism. Perfectionism is a tendency to demand or expect an extremely high or even flawless level of performance in excess of what is required by the situation. Perfection doesn't exist. So stop thinking you have to have the best of the best or it isn't acceptable for you to make mistakes. Otherwise, you are going to continue to limit your potential to do great things in life. You're also risking unnecessary stress, anxiety or other mental health problem. Number 18, I don't deserve it. I am absolutely guilty of self-sabotaging opportunities for love and relationships by telling myself I'm hard to deal with and I will never meet anyone who will put up with me. Do you find yourself concluding that you don't deserve love, wealth, good health, great opportunities or success? Thinking this way tells your brain to reject every chance for you to achieve and enjoy these desires. Does this sound familiar? The perfect woman or man comes along and what do you do? 
You stir up strife to cause an argument and push them away. If that doesn't work, you avoid them. Or you find little nitty-gritty things to find their imperfections or why they are not a great fit for you. You're subconsciously trying to make your loved one despise you and break up with you. Overcome these unhealthy beliefs by getting into your self-affirmations for self-doubt. For example, I deserve love. I deserve financial success. I am going to go into self-affirmations in one of our exercises for today. Number 19, there's someone better. Perhaps it's the job or the education opportunity of a lifetime, a chance to become a business partner or a romantic partner you've waited for all your life. Instead of embracing what's before you, you shoot yourself in the foot with these damaging words, there's someone better. For example, you tell yourself, I'm sure they can find someone more suitable than me for that job. I've dated a guy who told me he knows I deserve a guy who's better than him. That there is nothing short of a self-sabotaging statement that robs you of someone who loves you. In other cases, it's a dream job or building a successful business. Of course, there are always others with more knowledge, skills or business sense or prettier than you or have much more experience than you. However, you have to believe in yourself and your self-worth. Remind yourself the universe has aligned you with the opportunity because you are best suited for it. After all, you are unique and you can bring something that others may not have. Number 20, I'm struggling. I grew up hearing people around me say I'm struggling. I picked up the vocabulary and ran with it. One day, my self-awareness kicked in and I said out loud, no, I am not struggling, I am successful. I'm struggling is a negative self-talk example that is no longer a part of my vocabulary. It will be helpful to remove it from yours if you want to live a life of prosperity. These words keep you feeling down, angry, worthless and in poverty. I know this for fact. The circumstance of struggle as a young girl where we even slept in the car for some time had me forever believing I was struggling. No amount of money or objects could or would be enough. Because what if it happened again? I need to protect myself, right? And this may have you feeling incapable of coping with hardships. So try reframing a mental technique used to shift your mindset and silence your inner critical voice. The process involves replacing negative or flawed thought patterns with more realistic and positive ones. And we will complete this exercise below. Remember, having a positive outlook is proven to improve your mood and you can give the motivation needed to better your circumstance. You are only struggling if you allow yourself to struggle, because we define what is. Last but not least, number 21, no one will listen to me. Are you here thinking that no one will give you an ear or believe anything you say? It's important to speak up, especially if you're in positions that are toxic or abusive. Staying silent allows the perpetrator to continue their behavior. This negative belief may be linked back to low self-esteem or lack of self-confidence, perhaps it's shyness or introversion. Some think that they are not loud enough. Others believe they lack the social or communication skills needed to get others to listen or take them seriously. Or you may be worried of the consequences of speaking up. You lose someone, you upset someone, but yet, Just think, 
you're happy to live in sadness, hurt, anger, frustration, think about this for a second. That person leaving would be a blessing because if you feel you can't talk or won't be heard or you are not able to speak up, then that person is not worthy of having you around. And to further this, yes, it will suck and may be hurt, but it does pass and you will find more love, worth and kindness in yourself. And that's what you need. As I always say, where energy goes, energy flows. If you allow negative hatred energy to consume you and be you, that's what you'll be given in life and from others. But if you love, care and embrace your worth, self and your respect, you will have others also bring this to you. Wow, that was a big one. But now I hope you can all see we are in this together. And this leads me to help unite, break and unlock those chains that hold on to you. And for those who know me or see me will see a tattoo on my forearm representing this exact envisionment. This topic hits very close to home. It had encaged a lot of my life, but I broke free and I know you can too. It won't happen overnight, but it will. You just need to keep pushing through and your strength will break that cage. So first up, conquering negative thought patterns. Limiting beliefs thrive in negative thought patterns, creating vicious cycles that reinforce their holds on us. These patterns can become so familiar that we mistake them for reality. But they're just stories we've told ourselves so many times that they've etched themselves into our minds. Here's where mindfulness becomes your guiding light. By observing your thoughts without judgment, you can uncover these patterns. Imagine being an impartial observer, gently nudging your mind away from negativity. Journaling is a powerful tool in this journey. Putting pen to paper helps externalize those thoughts, allowing you to analyze them objectively because you have had to read what you are writing. And in that moment, when it's in front of you, you can see the negativity, lies or misconceptions your thoughts are demonstrating. The same goes for when saying it out loud. There's one thing I love to do when I'm having a limiting belief about doing something, and that's talking to someone. Because if I can't say it out loud to someone because it sounds stupid, then I know it's a lie I'm telling myself. Or if I can say it to them, but then they provide me with an outsider's opinion, it is more times than not you will hear them say, that's stupid, why think that? Or are you crazy? No way. Why? Because it's a limiting belief you don't need to be constrained by. So this week, I set it as your challenge to say those beliefs out loud when they become present or present them to someone close to you, your mum, friends, partner, dad, whoever it may be, and watch and listen to the responses, either from others or even yourself when you do say it out loud. Do you instantly reflect and feel silly for saying it? Is there already some form of self-awareness kicking in telling you that it's a limiting belief? Or maybe there isn't, and this is now your chance to start creating that observational mindset of critical reflection on your thoughts and reality. Now let's move into harnessing the power of positive affirmations. Positive affirmations are your secret weapon against limiting beliefs. They're like a personalized mantra that rewires your brain to think in alignment with your aspirations. They're like the building blocks of self-belief, helping us break free from limiting beliefs and reach our new heights of success and fulfillment. 
So what are affirmations? Well, positive affirmations are short, empowering statements that we repeat to ourselves regularly. They serve as a way to shift our focus from negative self-talk to positive empowerment. By adopting affirmations, we essentially rewrite the narrative we tell ourselves, ultimately transforming the way we perceive our abilities, self-worth, and potential. The science behind affirmations is fascinating. When we repeat affirmations, we engage our subconscious mind, which is responsible for much of our behavior and decision-making. By constantly feeding our subconscious with positive messages, we start rewiring our neutral pathways. This process helps us believe in ourselves more deeply and creates a foundation for better decision-making and achieving our goals. So yes, affirmations is actually scientifically proven as a strategy. Affirmations aren't just motivational fluff. They're grounded in neuroscience. Studies have shown that positive affirmations can activate certain brain regions associated with motivation and reward. They trigger the release of neurotransmitters like dopamine, which reinforce positive thoughts and behaviors. Over time, this can lead to increased self-confidence and more positive outlooks on life. So now that we understand the science, let's talk about implementation. To make affirmations work for you, it's important to keep a few key points in mind. Firstly, you need to be specific. Create affirmations that address your goals or areas you want to improve. For example, instead of a general affirmation like I am confident, try I am becoming more confident in my public speaking skills with each practice. Number two, use present tense. Phrase your affirmations as if they are already true. This tricks your mind into believing these statements are your reality. Number three, consistency is key. Repeat your affirmations daily, ideally in the morning or before bedtime. Consistency will help you reinforce the positive message and counteract any negative self-talk that may arise. Lastly, believe and feel. As you recite your affirmations, try to evoke genuine emotions. Feel the positivity and self-assurance that these statements bring. This is one of this week's exercises. Your action step this week is to create five powerful, meaningful, and supportive affirmations that resonate with you right now, dependent on what your limiting beliefs you may be facing. So consider the transformative power of affirmations like, I am capable of achieving my dreams. I deserve success. Or I am worthy of love and abundance but remember to personalize them. Make sure you add specifics to these. You need to then repeat these affirmations you create every day, at least once. So whatever works best for your routine, whether that's in the morning when you're getting ready, I say mine whilst I drive in my car to work every morning, or maybe even at night before you go to bed, as this is also a great way to plant a positive seed in your mind before going to sleep. This has actually been proven to help you in waking up eager and ready for the day with a positive state of mind. Either option will prove beneficial, but what matters is your consistency with doing it at least once per day, which means that you can do it more. This will help you in flooding your mind with positivity, slowly but surely washing away the stain of limiting beliefs. Now, let's delve into the realm of self-talk. You're probably thinking, isn't this affirmations? And yes, it can be quite similar, but it is very different. 
Your self-talk is more of the continuous dialogue between you and yourself. It's not just a one-time statement, but instead it's that inner voice that is conscious throughout your day and it influences your mood, decisions, and actions. Recognize that this self-talk isn't a mere bystander. It plays an active role in shaping your reality. Think of it as your personal narrator that shapes your perception of reality. To help you understand, I want to provide you with some examples of self-talk in action. Inner critic versus self-compassion. You're a beginner at gym, feeling self-conscious about your fitness levels. Negative thoughts creep in like everyone's judging me or I don't belong here. These thoughts sap your enthusiasm. Now introduce self-compassion. Counter it with everyone starts somewhere, progress is personal. Or you're taking a positive step for your health. You are worthy of this change in self-care. Notice how these different self-talk patterns can either deflate your confidence or empower you to persevere. Secondly, an example of facing a new opportunity. Let's say you're presented with an exciting opportunity to give a presentation in front of a large audience. Negative self-talk might manifest as I'm going to embarrass myself or everyone will think I'm incompetent. Positive self-talk, on the other hand, could sound like I've prepared well and I have a valuable insight into what to share. Or I can handle this change and make meaningful impact. Lastly, an example with body image and self-esteem. Consider a scenario where you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and immediately start to critique your appearance. Negative self-talk might say, I look terrible today, or I'll never be happy with my body. I'm so fat, look at all my bumps. Shifting this perspective, however, to positive self-talk could involve statements like, I am more than my appearance and I value my body for what it can do. Or, I am working on embracing my unique beauty. I am human and not defined by unrealistic expectations. I am beautiful in my natural self. In essence, self-talk is like the soundtrack of your life. I want you to see your self-talk as a trusted friend who always has your back. Picture it cheering you on, offering words of encouragement and debunking the falsehoods of limiting beliefs. As you cultivate a positive and empowering self-talk, you're essentially rewriting the script of your life. Here is the next exercise for this week to help you in building your self-talk. I like to call this exercise flip the script. So when you are experiencing negative self-talk, say to yourself, let's flip the script. Transforming negative self-talk. Number one, awareness step. Throughout your day, make an effort to catch yourself when you notice negative self-talk. It could be a critical comment about your abilities, appearance, or potential. Then you are going to pause and reflect. When you catch a negative thought, take a moment to pause. Acknowledge the thought without judgment. Remember, the goal is to change the narrative, not to criticize yourself for having a negative thought. Number three, challenge the negative thought. Now consciously challenge the negative thought. Ask yourself, is this thought really true? Am I seeing the full picture? Is there an alternative perspective? Then for step four, you're going to reframe with positivity. Once you've challenged the negative thought, reframe it with a positive and empowering statement. 
For example, if the negative thought was, I'm not good enough to take on this project, reframe it as, I have the skills and determination to tackle this project successfully. Then you are going to repeat and reinforce. Repeat the positive reframed thought a few times. You can say it out loud or silently to yourself. Let it sink in and truly believe in the empowering statement you've created. Lastly, visual cue. To enhance this exercise, consider having a visual cue, like a small object or a note, to remind you to pause and reframe your thoughts whenever you notice a negative self-talk. I, in the initial phases of my journey, had a very meaningful wallpaper on my phone. So every time I felt a negative thought, I looked at that wallpaper and it reminded me to go through these steps. Now, for the last element of today, I want to go over putting pen to paper. While thoughts have a fleeting nature, the act of writing them down has a remarkable impact. As I slightly touched on before, when you write something down, you're internalizing it. You're making it tangible and real. This process engages different parts of your brain, solidifying the connection between your thoughts and your actions. You may have noticed much of what we have embarked on so far in this journey has been about putting pen to paper, and there is a very big reason for that. However, I'm not going to touch on this topic in detail today as I have planned a whole episode on the facts, power, and ways to help you with journaling further and using it for all areas of life. So we will keep it basic for today and focus just on the exercise to support you with your limiting belief. So today's final exercise is to consider this scenario. You've identified a limiting belief, let's say. I'm not talented enough to pursue my passion. Instead of letting it swirl in your mind, grab a journal and write it down. Then on the same page, counter it with a positive affirmation like, I am cultivating my talents and growing every day. By physically putting both of these statements side by side, both the belief you currently have and its antidote, you're initiating a dialogue that challenges and transforms. So your exercise this week is to practice the power of writing to transform your beliefs. Number one, you're going to choose your belief that you feel is limiting you at the moment. Select a specific limiting belief that has been holding you back and write it down in this week's resource under the subtraction bubble. Then number two, you're going to write a contradiction. On the same page, write down an empowering affirmation that directly contradicts the limiting belief. Be precise and affirmative with this. This is going to go into the plus sign bubble. Your daily ritual will be committing to a daily practice of writing down both the limiting belief and its empowering counterpart. Set aside a specific time each day to engage in this exercise. Then you're going to reflect and transform. Over time, review your entries. Witness the evolution from self-doubt to empowerment. Observe how your mind responds to the repetition of positive affirmations. And this is also going to help you identify any links between your limiting beliefs. By engaging in this writing exercise, you're activating the full potential of your mind's capacity to change. Remember, the act of writing is an affirmation in itself a declaration to the universe that you are taking control of your beliefs and shaping your reality. This episode has been a huge episode. 
And I really want you to take time this week to digest all of the information and activities that you have to go through. Remember to be kind to yourself and take time through this journey. I have specifically laid out these episodes so that you have time to build through these exercises. So make sure you are being kind to yourself and allowing yourself space to change. I encourage you to embrace the power of affirmations, self-talk and the written world. Challenge those beliefs this week that have been holding you captive and embark on a journey of profound transformation. Remember, you are worthy, deserving, and able to reach your full potential, and you deserve nothing less. Again, thank you so much for joining me in yet another episode. It was a deep episode, and I feel this isn't going to change, so I guess I better embrace this. Please remember, if you found this episode supportive and insightful, share it with others who might benefit. Please don't forget to follow the Life-Changing Evolution podcast so you never miss an episode. And please leave a review. It costs you nothing and from this it will help me in bringing more awareness to our world and will help people who deserve change, who deserve to evolve and hopefully prevent them from living a life in darkness any longer. I really appreciate every single one of you who tune in each week and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But Until next week, remember that the journey to rewriting your narrative starts with a single word, a single thought, and a single belief. Keep embracing positive change, everyone. And from Mon, remember, keep on smiling. Have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in to the life-changing evolution. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend or someone who could benefit from these life-changing tips. Your support means the world to me and I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and rate my podcast. This will help me reach more individuals and inspire them to lead a more fulfilling, healthy life. I invite you to continue the conversation, share your takeaways or discuss your personal experiences by connecting with me on Instagram. Send me a direct message at Monique underscore Life Changing Fitness. I can't wait to hear from you. Stay tuned for another episode next week. Until then, remember, keep on smiling.